Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday? Fantastic, Dennis. Life is is grand here in good old Bloomington, Indiana. How's life? I'm assuming out the East Coast still, East area of America. Yep, I'm I'm not quite as far east as I was last week Monday. Um, I spent the back half of the week. Uh, in a park in central Virginia, um, close to Appomattox, which I didn't realize when I camped there, but I had a free Saturday. And so as I do, I looked for a national park, national park service sites where I can get stamps in my book. And the, uh, the town of Appomattox courthouse was about half an hour from the campground. Um, if you don't know that name, it's the place where generals Grant and Lee signed uh, terms of of surrender uh, at the end of the Civil War. Yep. Um, and so that was cool. Like the house is still there, and you can go and stand. Like not in the room. It's like it, you know, if you if you've ever been to a sort of old house that's become a museum, it's like you can go in the hallway. Yeah. And then the bedroom will have like a place you can stand with plexiglass. Uh, yeah. You know, Preserving wall it. around it. Yeah. But it's still like there. The room is set up the way that it was, and you're like. Yeah, it's just I had a minute talking to the to the um I don't want to say park ranger, the interpreter there at the house before the the group behind me caught up and I was like it's weird cuz it's just like it's a normal like room of yeah, the era. Right, yeah. It's all, all plaster and big fireplace and you know kind of marble topped little desk table that they used, but it's like this huge thing happened here and now it's a museum. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the the thing about those the, the, about those places is, I mean, a lot of times we'll go to especially these days you'll go to museums and they're like replicas, right? Or or you'll see. Sure, of course. Especially, I go, I've gone to a lot of children's museums, so they'll show things like room from the eighties, mm-hmm. or like in Disney it does the same things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This is a typical room in Japan type stuff, and they're 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 all set up, right? But in right. in a situation yeah. like that, when you go to those. Those kind of things, they have, uh, you can go to like Lincoln's birthplace in Illinois, it does the same kind of thing. And you, like, that's the exact pencil that was sitting right there on the, on the desk, right? And that's the sheets yeah. that were there yeah. before. They didn't change the sheets in a hundred years or whatever it is, you know? Right. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's, cr- that's, I mean, it just makes me stare at even stuff like that. I, I wonder though, maybe you could ask this if you're ever one of those places, like, do they dust? those places you know what i mean like you go in there it doesn't look like it's got like a foot thick of dust in it they got to go in there and clean it right yeah they must in some way and of course it's not you know they'll have like fake food set out and stuff like that and there are some things that are replicas. some stuff doesn't last yeah yeah right, right. like no matter how nice it is how well it's kept up like wood is gonna rot and um and all of that kind of stuff. And so they try to, you know, restore it and recreate as much as they can. And yeah, and so, some of that stuff, they, um, um, it's inside or like they've, they've, they've retrofitted it where there's like, a, a, like negative pressure. It's got air inside, air conditioning inside. Mm-hmm. So where it didn't maybe before. So, um, yeah, they had in the, in the house, they had, um, a big dehumidifier in the, in the lower, the lower level, which I mean, it was central Virginia, so it probably gets pretty 
stamp. Yeah, I would think uh, that that that's that would be a huge thing for any kind of preservation stuff that's in the South is so much humidity and such. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. So you're still in Virginia. I give you going to give you a fair warning, Dennis. You better pack up tonight and head up north because it all the weather comes from west to east and and we're about a day apart and it gets hot. It, it was it was nice today. But it started getting really hot, and I'm like, oh, man, that's coming. And then it's supposed to be 90s or something like that from the rest of the week. So you here's your warning. You need to drive that vehicle up north like you drove it south for the winter. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> well, dodge and weave, dodge so- and weave. Yeah, that's sort of my plan. I've actually um, – I'm in North Carolina now because um, I move, you know, twice a week. Um, I'm in a place called Green Mountain. Um it's west of Winston Salem, which I know probably doesn't mean anything to you, but it's I'm further west than the middle of the state. North Carolina goes from the coast, the Atlantic coast, to the Appalachian Mountains, mm. like several of the several of the states do. Virginia sort of does, though. West Virginia is sort of where the the mountains go through. The you got to visit. Got to visit our our buddy Aaron when you're over there. Yeah, I'm. I might try and get over there. I'm not sure because I'm moving on both weekends. Mm, um, yeah. But I might. I might try and squeeze that in this weekend before I go back up to Virginia, and then I'll be back in Virginia for a week or two, and then um, I timed this very poorly because it's going to be Memorial Weekend. But around Memorial Weekend, I'll be going up into New Jersey, and then other states up in New England that I've never been to, Maine and. Um, that's definitely Massachusetts cool. Massachusetts and stuff. That's, yeah. I mean, it's definitely cool. It's there's a lot of places I want to go out east for traveling, just in general. I'm I, especially now when I'm trying to consider my summer trip. Um, mm. East is always the 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 thing that prohibits me from going east is the cost. Everywhere you go out sure. there is just so expensive. Like you want to go to expensive. Boston or Maine or Connecticut, you know obviously new york it's just so incredibly pricey to go to a place that you know i mean besides new york city like you're just unsure right and you're like i'm not sure Mm -hmm. boston sounds fun and i can see him a couple days of historic stuff but do i want to pay like four hundred dollars a room for like an outskirts hotel even sure um and then even the west coast you know the east coast often puts the west coast to shame on, on prices besides san francisco per se uh, so anyway, you be having having a a roaming house up there seems like a really cool way to visit a lot of that that whole area because I know it looks beautiful. You know everything east of the Appalachians looks incredible. I think the Appalachians look great, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, kind of a little a little jealous of that of that area. Uh, <laughs> looking at that stuff. So anyway, yeah, it's 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 been beautiful here. I love, uh, you know, don't like talk about weather reports, but it's uh, I, I do I do love the weather and have loved the weather with um this spring summer stuff we've got two weeks left of high school for my kid um for this year and then she goes to her mom so i've got like a summer to plan to do um so i want to get a get a trip in somewhere not quite sure yet where but any suggestions let me know um and then i'm going to go next weekend let's see this weekend i'm going to go up to we're going to go pats and hang out at pats but then in two weeks i'm going to make a trip up to galloping ghosts so i'm looking forward to that one uh, sure, for, sure for our like annual pilgrimage up there and i'll i'm sure i'll report back what what new games what was cool what was awesome and also uh it's we used to do it where it was just a drive up there 
go to the ghost and drive back. Like it was an all day thing. We were mm-hmm. exhausted. Right. Now we're kind of making, starting making weekends of it, going to Troy's, staying up at Troy's, playing, playing board games and then going to the ghost and coming back and having some beers and watching some movies. And so it's, it's, been, it's I'm looking forward to it pretty good. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty fun. Nice. Uh, so something we usually don't do after we jab around forever. Um, you want to talk about our movie real quick? Cause this was, I think this was going to be a short one. I know I say that we always say that, but I think this is going to be a short one. Unless you got, well, unless this, you got some surprise this, things about that. I don't know. I mean, probably not surprises though. I have some, I have some anecdotes. It's not a long movie either. Mm-hmm. It's like, like 80 minutes yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. This week we watched Little Rascals, uh, the film based on the TV show Our Gang that I never watched. Um, I maybe saw it once on TV Land or something. Uh, it's from 1994, uh, starring a bunch of kids, I think some of whom did some acting later. Uh, although based on the fact that all of these or that so many of these, um, uh, IMDb headshots are from this movie, uh, most of them did not, yeah. um, do any, do any acting after this. So, uh, this is a movie, I think I said, well, it's, it's 94. So I was 13 when it came out. Like I obviously didn't watch it when I was a kid, um, and it's a movie that I am pretty sure we found out about through other, like, kids our age, right? Like, other kids, and by kids, I mean when I was in high school. Um, you know, when we moved uh, to a new town and made new friends, they're like, oh, you guys haven't seen Little Rascals? And so we watched it and eventually became part of our VHS collection and just got watched over and over. Um, there are so many little lines like there are a lot of what i think of as quotable lines is just something uh that identifies the movie if you you know you sing their pickle song or you quote uh aha's little speech about (laughs) vocabulary and grammar and syntax at the end right uh that are all very clearly like from that movie from this movie right and then there are other things that are more like things you quote you know just randomly in life um uh-huh <laughs> when say. i yeah when when i um you know and then probably i don't i don't know if i've even still stopped doing this if i'm driving with my sister sarah in the car when i was a teenager and i would you know get ready to take a sharp turn or pull out quick cuz there's just a a small window in the traffic to pull out i would i would say hang on to your beanie oh yeah like he does when they're when they're driving the cars um and so yeah this is one of those that while i didn't watch it as a kid i watched it so much as a young person that it's fairly well embedded in my dna as they say Mm, all the all the little lines and the like no matter how like the whole story is kind of ridiculous. Well, it's not kind of ridiculous. It's yeah. very ridiculous. Um, and then there, it's it's just packed with 
uh, cameos. Like the kids are all kids. You've never seen any of them before. Mm -hmm. And most of them you'll never see again. But there are almost no adults who aren't somebody like when they do the bit with Spanky and Alfalfa's dads, right. That look, (laughs) look just like them. Uh, I mean, for all I know, those could be like the original actors or something. But otherwise, you're like, oh, here's an adult. It's Daryl Hannah yeah. or it's um, uh, Lee. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Um, or like I said last week, Trump is in there in a scene. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, just so many Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays Norm who I never recognized all the times I watched that movie, watch this movie, but I've seen cheers mm-hmm, in between mm-hmm. now and the last time I saw it. And I was like, Oh, it's Norm, the hardware store guy or lumber store guy. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I can even objectively like judge this movie. It's, it's very dumb, very goofy kind of, um, <laughs> not even really Spielberg-esque like it's it's in there with um with Little Giants for me although this one feels more like more of its own thing than Little Giants like Little Giants felt like a copy of half a dozen other movies yeah sure um and I don't know if I get that so much with this I don't know what do you what did you think I I uh so that I I did I had kind of the opposite of I had uh I was very very familiar with the originals and and I know it's called Our Gang but it was re-released as or broadcast later on as the, it was called The Little Rascals in black black and white and that's that's what I was familiar with. I mean I I I knew it a lot. We had it on either on VHS tape or it was always on TV. It was definitely one that we could always watch, you know, and um mm-hmm. um like I remember my mom, every time I had to have a hair stick up, she'd say, it's like, Oh, you're like alfalfa. Like in the grandma would always mm-hmm. say that like, Oh, it's alfalfa. Anytime you'd have that or right. a kid, they'd say it. Um, so that, that's what they were always referring to. So I, I'd, I'd seen a lot, what, what they have of those. I'd seen a lot of them, very familiar with them and the characters. And then when this came out, I was 19. So like I was already, this was not for me. Like this was not made, made for me. This, this is, <laughs> This sure. fits well into someone who's between, well, ages of six and eleven. I'd say six and twelve or thirteen, maybe. Um, right. And it's it's like it's definitely like it feels like four kids by kids type thing. And it's actually four kids made by people who loved the Little Rascals because that's all all the the um the star cameos were like, yeah, of course, who wouldn't want to be in this like throwback to a thing you watched? All these stars even watched when they were little kids. And right. I, yeah. So that they were always sure. like, yeah, I'd get to, it's like being in a, in a peanuts movie. Of course you want to, you know, be a little quick star in that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you grew up with it. Um, but when I, I remember seeing it, I had uh fondness for the little rascals and we're all more cynical. I, th- I think we're more cynical. I guess I was cynical, cynical when I was uh, watching this back in 2015. I think it was probably when I watched it. Um, Oh, or, okay. Sorry, not 2015, uh, 95, uh, at least a year after. I didn't watch it in the, in the theater. Uh, oh, I see. Yes, sorry, sure. I said that wrong. Um, but uh, w- when I watched it, because it was like, oh, this is, they're just trying, they replaced the good 
they're trying to be like the original. Like Alfalfa wasn't as good as the original Alfalfa. And Spanky wasn't as good as the original Spanky. And the, and oh, sure, Buttwheat sure, wasn't sure. as good as the original Buttwheat. And they and they're all just like they're just doing all the lines from the show and they're fitting it all in just so like people who are watching this and I'm like no it's it's a second rate kind of show is what I that's all right. Mm-hmm. So I very felt very cynical about it. Watching it so it would like that's my way to say like I just didn't care for it first time I watched it. I, I didn't think I watched it all the way through. Um, and and then obviously it was like, this is for kids and I don't want to watch this. Right? 19 years old. Sure. Um, watching it back now, um, it's fine. It's, it is it is squarely a, a kid's show. I actually think if you've got like an eight-year-old, it's it's fun. Right? It's, it's sitting down with mm-hmm. them. But a, as an adult, I, I couldn't help it just constantly notice like they're just filming these one line at a time. They're like, okay. Here's your line. Say this action. Say it. Okay, stop. And then now the next person. Okay, here's your line. You know, like each kid because they're so young, right? And there's like yeah. 50 well, you can of them. see in the in the credits they've got the all these bloopers because right. you're like, how many hours and hours did it take to get any of this stuff with a room full of so kids? So long, I bet. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, so and and that's how that's how it felt. Like all the kids were just quoting what was immediately said to them right before the shot. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's how it kind of yeah. was. Um, and, and then again, I, the lines that they were delivering were kind of mostly lines from the, the television show. So from the original, from yeah. the originals or whatever it was when I, I saw them on TV. Um, so I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, the, yeah, it was fine. I, like I said, I don't have much more to say about that except that it was a kid's movie. And because I didn't have any kind of like that attachment to it, it, it didn't have, too much to me. I I, I appreciated that, that they were part of the woman hater, He Man Woman Haters Club. It's called W O M U N. I appreciated that it was funny, um, and how they right. get up there and say the oath and and hate on women because I because like you know Darla's coming and Darla's a major little rascal person, um, right? So that you know that happens, and then they have the it, another thing that was kind of distracting to me is that uh, the the little boy that plays Spanky looks. Mm-hmm just like uh my stepdaughter's like best friend like spitting image mm. like but, but it's a girl and like the, okay. oh my god w- when he puts on the girl outfit for the the, the leotard the, and the stuff the tutu and the wig I'm like oh yeah. my god that's this girl like it's it's scary looking at it and, and that's, it's totally scary and i want to show it to shell and say like look at this look you know who this is and like oh my god uh so that i noticed Something I'm sure I was aware of, but I noticed more his accent. He has a different accent than the other kids. Like it's this southern drawl. He kind does. Of, uh, Have we betrayed our forefathers? <laughs> right. He does at the end. Yeah. And so, I mean, like I've said before, I'm the oldest of many siblings. Yeah. And, you know, when I was a kid, we, I mean, I, I think we always had a second TV, but the second TV was like a 12 inch TV in mom and dad's room. Right. Like we couldn't, it was like, you didn't get to watch that other TV unless you were sick or something. Yeah. And so like, we all watched the same stuff. Like I, I wasn't going to watch, you know, Ghostbusters or, um, you know, something scary. We watched whatever the little kids wanted to watch. Yeah. And, and we, like I said, I was probably high school, so I was already too old for it, but I knew several of my friends who liked it and, and watched it. And so we watched and were like, this is dumb and silly, but, you know, 
the the lines are funny and there's goofy you know stuff with the car and they hit the old guy and yeah the the general the general shtick of this version was was that uh kids doing grown-up things Right, like that's right. That, that's the that's right. the whole shtick of it. It's like it's it's funny. I listened to recently uh, the Flophouse did a movie called War with Grandpa, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, and uh, I don't know, yeah. handful of other actors. And one of the guys said uh, he hates. He doesn't hate, but he doesn't go in for comedy where the whole joke is that someone is is saying things you don't expect, like. Uh, you know, an an old like Robert De Niro talking like a Gen Z kid, or yeah. a kid talking like an adult, or whatever. He had a whole list of them, and the, the, you know the other guys are roasting him because that's the that their their format is just comedy. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like sometimes, like in this movie, that's the whole thing. Like yeah. they're they're sort of playing at being adult, especially. All the stuff with, um, like Alfalfa and Darla, with, with Alfalfa and Darla, yeah. And um, when I when I saw this, I didn't know any of those songs. I don't think, and they're not like, you know, I'm sure at the time they were chart toppers, but they're not songs that you were that I was hearing all the time in the late '90s. I probably saw this around like '97. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when I'd hear like. I think it's the Hollies, uh, air that I breathe or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you are so beautiful. Probably Joe Cocker. I want to say, um, like I, you know, for a while would think of this movie and then I watched it again. I, you know, I watched this movie again and I'm like, Oh, now I hear, I hear the real song in my head behind Alfalfa's terrible screeching. Mm. Um, I think, I think that was another thing about, when I watched it too, was that I was, again, I feel just so stupid about re- the reason my opinion was for these. It's like, I saw the little rascals as like being set in a time period, right? It's um like, mm. and, and it's black and white and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's this kind of thing. And then this was a, which happened a lot back then, always trying to modernize an old thing. Like this was supposedly set oh, in the eighties and nineties, right? It, it happens now. Yeah. Right? yeah. It was... I don't I mean you don't really see a lot of cars or anything to really pin down the the setting and it's clearly like rural like they're in the country somewhere. Well they're actually um, it's I can tell you this I I noticed that it's shot in Vegas. It has to be because a lot of the Oh right. as it's, they're going through places it says California, like Las Vegas like, this and yeah or or Vegas uh uh out west yeah yeah i mean at, at least yeah. some of the shots were because like i said as they're running through the the like they're running away from people the, the bullies and such like i'll see i was mm-hmm. i was noticing things on the side like riding on the side of the thing and there was a lot of las vegas comments things I was like oh that slipped in from this and that uh, interesting so I, I did it didn't look like las vegas to me but i mean yeah did, i so. think it i think it's supposed to be california somewhere yeah um so they but... they uh so anyway, that, that that was me. Like, I want it to be old, and you know, it, it, I'm you know, this sits in my memory as being this, and you're trying to make it that, and I, therefore I resent it, right? Right, and so that's that's why I think it hit me at the wrong time. Thing. So yeah, but you, it, you 
You you watched it like a grouchy old man. When I, you did, were I did. I did. Like like twenty or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was like all right. I don't want to. This is this is not was it not my little rascals? You know type stuff. Right. Uh, but right. you know, I also do think I remember having cousins who liked this, enjoyed this, and they were much younger than me. Like say. 10 years younger than me. Sure. And that was sure. big, real big. Like they take them to the parents would take their kids to watch this in the theaters and such like that. Like, Oh, I had little rascals. I'd like my kids to enjoy little rascals. And I was like, not nah, my little rascals. Oh, which is stupid. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, now, nowadays I, this would be who I would recommend this to is like parents who are sitting, want to sit their kids in front of the TV and watch TV for a little while. Because it's not, like you said, it's mm-hmm. not very long. It's not like the kids are going to do it. Also, the kids don't necessarily have to pay attention. Like, it's it's just little no. vignettes of things that they're doing. Right? I mean, it's got right. a plot. But. It it does, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're watching the scene of Darla and Alfalfa on the canoe. And then you're watching the, the scene with the blur. And then you're watching the scene with, you know, the, the tutus and. It's just like, that's perfect for kids that age. It just kind of keeps their attentions quickly and then moves on to the next thing. And they don't have to pay attention to a lot of stuff like that. Uh, so that's that's who I would r- recommend this for, for sure. Parents. For kids. Right. Dennis, no, I guess you, you said you weren't that age at that time. But No, no. I was, I was too old, but the house was full of kids who weren't. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. and so we watched it. Right. And so, picked, up, picked up all the little lines. We'll still like... You know, be driving somewhere and, you know, pop out the map or whatever. Like, where in Tarnation are we? Where in Tarnation are we? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, it's had, not, had a good ending with them, like, accepting the Yeah. The, 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 right. The real, um, like, question of whether it holds up. Like, I don't think it's any... I don't I think mean, that's, I don't uh, think that's matters in this. It's not like it wasn't a classic at the time. Like I think it got pretty l- lukewarm reviews because of what it was like, who, who is going to watch it? Like people like me who weren't aware of the original are going to watch it and think it's, you know, kind of funny, goofy, dumb kids movie. And people who loved the original are going to watch it and go, you just sort of ripped off the thing. Like I can't, I can't evaluate how it looks as someone who watched the original. Like, I think I saw one episode of our gang mm-hmm. years later, years after I watched this movie. And so for me, it was the other way around. Like these are alfalfa and spanky and, Oh, that makes sense then. Okay. Um, yeah. That, and, and buckwheat. So and yeah, you, you not having that reference, it, it sets a whole different kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Like, the, yeah, that's a well, good way to put that is, you know, if, if this is your thing, then, then it's just as, it's the best thing, right? Well, and it's the, like, in terms of adaptations or, or remakes, like, that's the question we're, we're always asking, like, how do you balance, um, you know, uh, uh, satisfying, for lack of a better word, um, the core, right, the existing fan base versus bringing new people in? Because you always... You always have to be bringing new people in, right? Otherwise, yeah. your your fan base is going to stagnate. Like nobody is going to stay a diehard forever. There will be diehards, but people don't, you know, live forever, right? People yeah. have life changes and and whatever. And and if your if your fan base isn't growing, it's diminishing. And so you've got to bring new people in, but you can't 
you can't do that at the expense of alienating your fans because there are going to be, yes, there are going to be diehards who will stick with it, who will keep watching Star Trek or Star Wars no matter how many bad ones they put out. Right. Um, but the whole, like, the middle of the bell curve can be like, yeah, the last two, three Star Trek series weren't any good, so I'm I'm done. I'm out. Like, I don't have <laughs> time, uh, you know, for for that kind of thing. And so it's a hard uh it's a hard balance. Well and not like bad and good is is reductive, right? But right. um, you know, they didn't you know, they just copied the old thing or, you know, put a new put a new paint job on the old story or, you know, whatever those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I mean so so I don't think there's a there's a question of whether it holds up. Like for me, it's you know, it's the same as it was when I saw it as a teenager. And it's still like the lines are still there. I sort of knew stuff was coming before I or at least like one establishing shot. And I'm like, oh, this is when they do that thing with the fish hooks. And it's ridiculous. And I can watch it with a more critical eye and go, yeah, there's clearly like you can't see the wires, but they're doing wires here. They're doing wires here. I had forgotten how much fast motion they do in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was very much from the the last one, like the, from the old one. They used to do that all the time. From the original. The original oh yeah, that's, that's like a, that's um, definitely a thing. Um, the monsters did that all the time. Like there was always some something that had to happen really fast, and so they, you know, crank the camera slower or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's and and that's that's what they did in, in this one. Uh, they were just they were just doing it like they did before, uh, which is great. Yeah. That, you know, it's, it's the callback, and, and again, it, because you that's your only one you've seen, it's kind of like using the best of that, and you're like, oh, that's what little rascals do is they have their little quick scenes, you know, that they do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, okay, cool. So what do we got for next week? Um. Definitely not a kids' mm-hmm. show on this one. Uh, it's I, I was going to do Mad Max Fury Road, but you had pointed out that that wasn't that long ago, which is fair, um, right? But but also fair. I don't remember much of it, but I, I do remember I liked it, but I can't remember why. <laughs> uh, but maybe I, I think I liked maybe one of the reasons I liked it is because it was a lot like the old stuff, like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which is the one I want to. I actually am picking this week, um, mm-hmm. because. I think that's that's the one that I think of as the Mad Max movie. And it has been decades since I've seen it. Uh so it could be terrible and not hold up, but I let's let's watch that one and see how how it goes. Okay. Now is this is this the first one or second, the second one? Is this the second one? Second one. Okay. Yeah, the other one, first one was Road Warrior, it's called. And this one's okay. Beyond but it, but it it's it's a Star Wars thing, right? Like where the it was just Mad Max first, and then once there became two or three movies, they started calling the first one by its subtitle. Uh, I can't remember. I think the first one was just called Road Warrior. Um, yeah. I, I oh, interesting. Yeah, and and then they and then like Max is the is the um, um, like the main character, and. I could be wrong about that. It's been it's been a long time since I've seen it. I mean, it might have just been called Mad Max, or they called the next one Road Warrior. But um, mm. yeah. So anyway, this one has uh, Tina Turner in it, um, right? And I, I think unlike 
other shows in this time period where every time they had a singer in it, they were there to sing. Like they, you, sure you can act, but we're gonna have you do a, like a song in the middle. Like this did not have. That. She's of just course. like a character, which is great. And she, I think I remember she plays the character well, but I can't. It's been a while. Um, but she's mm-hmm. one of the, the main characters. And um, something that was great and has been great about the Mad Max series is you don't need to know anything. Like everyone, it's very right. episodic. It's not an MCU mm-hmm. thing where one builds on another. It always starts with this guy in a post-apocalyptic world and go. Right? That's and a, that's and it. A car in a and... car. Yeah, there's yeah. He usually starts off with a car that's awesome of some kind, and then he just survives to the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, that's um. And and the, and there, there's not a whole lot to these movies, but um. I, I I appreciate that. Let's put it that way. Right. Um. Okay. Cool. Speaking of, I, you, earlier you had said something about like um, spooky, not spook, being spooky or something, and I was like, like, oh man, that's a segue into something. Watching. Um. Both of us got to watch the new Marvel movie this weekend. The big. Um. That's right. Centerpiece thing for for Marvel. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, now is this we're in may so this isn't there is is there one what's the next thor love and thunder thor love and thunder will be the summer one that'll right? be the summer now this is their big lead-in um okay and they got thor love and thunder and they've got one in the fall and i can't think of what it and, is and and what's the was was black widow the last movie if you don't count no way home good question Yes, <laughs> it's it's we've gotten some we've gotten some so, so many Plus Disney Plus things, yeah. Streaming series series in between, like I saw somebody's. I don't know if this was a joke or not, but I saw somebody's linked article that said, uh, "Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness is the best MCU film since Spider Man: No Way Home." And I'm like, <laughs> is that a joke? That's got to be a joke. De- de- definitely, definitely, I think a joke. Um, yeah, see. Um, Black Panther, I think, is supposed to come out this fall. Uh, you know how mm-hmm. they can always switch off, but it, so far that's that's Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther are the ones that are slated. Um, actually, okay. So uh, you know what? You forgot there is two things that came out since Black Widow. Our people are listening to us; they're going to be screaming at us. Uh, they do. Marvel usually releases three movies a year, um, and last year was Black Widow, correctly, but also released Eternals, which, you know, understandably forgettable for a lot of people. Oh, I didn't see that. So, that's And cool. then the other one was Shang-Chi, which I think everybody liked. Oh, Shang-Chi. And of course, like, I... Do you, wait, uh, do you need me to link that trailer for you so you can see it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an inside bit on our Discord. <laughs> a couple people, a couple people both linked the Shang-Chi trailer and... Then it became a running gag. So now, anytime somebody posts a Marvel trailer, somebody else will repost the Shang Chi trailer. Actually, um, my favorite my favorite part of that that inside bit is one of our other buddies uh, pins it every single time it gets posted. We'll, we'll pin it every time. So there's like fifteen, twenty copies of that link <laughs> of the Shang Chi trailer. Yeah, in that in that channel. Yeah, and it's funny that I didn't remember it because I this is a, maybe a mild spoiler for the movie, but I kept waiting for one of those characters from Shang-Chi to show up mm. in oh, yeah. in Strange 2. That's fair. Um, yeah. Wong is in it obviously, but 
I kept with everything else going on. I was like, "Where's Where's Sean? Why didn't they call him?" That's That's a real good yeah. question. I, I That's a real good question. Um, and I mean, a, that's a little, the thing. Sad that, I mean, maybe it's a shooting thing, like a. I mean, I can say this: they released it last year, right? Like we watched. I remember watching the drive-in during the summer, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you never. Sometimes you never know how these movies are going to play out, like with popularity, right? Right. Especially a new thing. I can. I'm only guessing here, but it probably was too late in the Doctor Strange cycle to add a character, and you don't want to make it a main character if it's a, if the their show is a flop, right? Right. So maybe they're like, you know. Uh, we'll just not reference Shang-Chi a lot um, mm-hmm. or or at all because they don't mention him at all, which I, w- I was a little surprised at because Wong is heavily in there. I mean, I mean, they definitely do that. <clears throat> They've definitely done that in the past, right? When mm-hmm. they're like, how come, you know, X and Y, how come Hulk and, and Thor are not in Civil War? Right. Yeah. And they'll explain it later in some way. and. Right. Um, yeah, they, you're yeah, right. So they will. Um, but, you know, you can also do the other side is that, you know, the Captain Marvel movie and character wasn't as popular as they had hoped or expected. And then mm-hmm. they populated her immediately in every other Marvel movie that she was in, um, expecting her her movie to be a huge hit. And then now you're stuck with a character that people find unlikable in all your mm-hmm. as a main character in all the next three movies. Right. Uh, right. So maybe they're learning a little bit from that. So this is the flip yeah. side. Everybody loves Shang Chi and loves loves Sean. A little more cautious. Yeah, yeah. And, and can do that. Uh, so yeah. moving back to Doctor Strange, um, I guess you can't spoiler free anything here. Like even a feeling, I think becomes a spoiler, right? Not really. There's there's you know. They have the trailers and the trailers as they're not as doctored as the as the Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home trailers, yeah, but they're definitely yeah. doctored, right? Where you have just audio with no with no video, no visual to go with it because yeah. of what happens in that visual is a spoiler. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hit wait, the wait, bell. Wait, I can g- actually say something oh. before the bell. I can say this. A, I can say this. Pre- one, one thing. If you're listening now and you're wondering, oh, should I see it or should I not see it? I'll obviously follow through or follow after the ding and go to the end and see our... our wrap up but i will say go into this expecting a sam raimi movie and that's what you'll get Mm. that's a good that's a good piece of advice and not probably not uh sam raimi's spider-man movies Uh, a little bit there are elements for sure yeah but we'll say boy this is this is almost just watch sam raimi movies and you'll and you'll get the same thing yeah, we we used to say From I don't know facets. if they held this formula, but especially in phase 1 and 2 and and if you count if you're just looking at the first movies of series, if you're looking at um Cap the Winter Soldier and uh, uh, Winter Soldier uh Captain America First Avenger, Winter Soldier is this way too, um Iron Man, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, the the MCU films, at least a lot of the first ones that introduced major characters, like were all different genres, all different film genres. Um, and this one is, it's not full horror, but it's a, 
it's a Marvel horror movie. Yeah, and and I will say, and I was going to say this for even that's almost I, saying I, I too much. I will say that but... I I would like to see them go horror movie. Like it felt, it felt like you're only tiptoed into it. Like you went, or you put your foot in the water. That's about it. Like you're ankle deep. And it's that's like, fair. it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's where you want to go. But then the other part where they shifted it the other way, the other feel was not a feeling that I would want to watch another movie of. Um, okay. So, that w- but we'll talk about that. At the end. Okay. So spoiler bail this, this thing. All right. All right. If you're still here, we're going to talk about Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness in the multiverse of madness, Dr. Strange two MCU film. We're going to spoil the whole thing. So yeah. if you're still here, jump ahead for our final thoughts so 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 to clarify that non-spoiler section thing uh i i have discussed this with several different people that i know that are big fans and watching this one and uh, i th- i think the consensus is all that this is a mismatch uh mishmatch not a mismatch a mishmash or match mix up yeah a mash or whatever it's called, of horror and b movie stuff and because the 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 directing writing uh even the cinematography is very B movie, like big sh- shots that are outside that show whole bodies and when it should be close ups, or mm. two people who aren't interacting well with, with corny dialogue talking to each other and you're seeing them straight side by side staring at each other. Uh, it it, okay. it was it was very B movie, um, and it, it that definitely bugged me, and that's something that I would not watch again. Like if they put it just out a B movie Marvel movie, I'd be like, you know what? I saw this when I watched the. Um, um, Captain America with, or the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren and back in the eighties Marvel movies, I've, I've been there, done that and didn't like it. Or I've seen B, okay. B movies with fantastic four plenty of times. Right. Um, but when they hit the horror elements, like the horror elements were top notch, right? Horror elements. They were fantastic. And as I was talking to a buddy today, you get Sam Raimi. He's one of the best horror things. And he's, he's not, they're not wrong. Like you, I wouldn't want the, a lot of those scenes anything with Wanda like to be different Mm that they, they they were shot. Well, they were, they were scary in the way that they're supposed to be scary for MCU type scary, um, or horror, you know, I guess stuff in the, in the, like the demonic part stuff that was all Sam Raimi. Like you got the best guy doing that and he gave, he delivered on those things, but he's also known for everything else is very kind of cheesy. And I don't want to say the word lame in a bad way. Cause if you like it, you like it. Um, but that's, but that's what it was. Um, so you got Sam Raimi and this is the movie. So, um, oh, and I should preface, I should have prefaced all that is that I watched this in a theater and my movie theater here in town has turned their volume down. Let's say if your movie theater volume is usually a 10, theirs is now like a seven and they have kept it there Mm -hmm. since the pandemic. Like they turned it down. Some old guy got in charge and said, it's too loud, turned it down to a seven and then, we don't really have theater sound in our, our theaters now. Um, well, so when I, yeah, it's not great. That's bad. It's not great at all. Um, and it really, it really bothers me for like getting people to want to come back to the theater. You take the theater parts mm-hmm. out of it and then you're like, well, I'll just go watch this at home. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. that could have colored my, my, you know, things. Cause sometimes, you know, when you have really good stuff and it's so good that it just like bl- overrides all the bad stuff. Like, oh, I don't really care that right. stuff because all the stuff is so good. So the the horror parts were good, but I felt that it probably could have been way better with a score that I could hear and jump scare things that were actually loud. Um, but okay, sure. None of the jump scares were like loud, you know, or 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 scary. And I knew they're 
clearly supposed to be jump scares, but nobody, you, you didn't have it in a theater. People go, Oh, um, right. Cause it just wasn't that loud. Um, so that, that, that should be fair to, to color it with that is that, you know, I will watch this again in the theater and I'll go somewhere else to intentionally watch it. Um, mm-hmm. with better sound. Uh, so yeah, I mean the movie overall, sorry, I mean, feel like I'm talking a lot. The movie overall, I, I, have been out that I gave it like about a 7.5. That's generally what people are giving it online to. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard some pretty harsh things like top or bottom four worst Marvel movies. So I wouldn't go that far. Um, it's, it's fine. I liked the, I liked, I guess I liked the horror. I liked that they went horror. I liked that they, they I wish they would go more horror. You know, I just want them to, to guardians, guardians of the galaxy and Thor. They went comedy. They just straight up did right over the yeah. top. Lean into it. If if this has to go R, cool. This, make this your R movie, right? Was but it? It's close. There's a wow. couple scenes where I was really surprised that it wasn't. I can't. I can't believe they squeezed this in with PG thirteen. I, I agree. Be, it's like the. It's like the short. It's like the Doc Ock murder sequence in in Spider Man two. Oh, you know, speaking of Sam Raimi. Where it's you know it's clearly horror, but there's no blood, so they still get the rating. That, that, that's what they did here, uh, I think. Besides the like yeah. the neck snapping, neck neck snapping, neck snapping. Things, uh, all uh, Sydney pointed out that all of the blood is oil in this. Like yeah. she's killing robots. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. You know, and when she's fighting the people at Comertage, she doesn't. They don't show any kind of terribleness. They just like rocks fall on people or something, and they don't show. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, and it. Yeah, that's oh boy, that's a that's a rough. I don't know if you saw this, but our our buddy Fox uh, and his wife took their son, who I, I think did, is yeah. nine. I talked to him about Nathan, yeah, and uh, and he, you know, he he was he was done, and I and I asked him after I saw the movie, I was like, which moment was it? Like at first, I thought it was maybe when the um, when the one girl goes up and stabs the book, and like. It burns to ash because that doesn't happen in the Marvel movies, right? Like, well, sure. Infinity War broke the seal on that, but mm-hmm. for you know a, a decade of these movies, um, you know the heroes, you know, fight against their own self doubt and insecurity and whatever, and they do the heroic thing. This is the the big defense people made against uh, Peter Quill um, punching Thanos when they had him all tied up because he did the self-sacrifice thing and tried to shoot Gamora and it didn't matter because of the reality stone. Turned yeah. Right. To, to, but like people do the heroic thing and it works out like it always works out that I mean, uh, uh, Quill Starlord says that at some point, like, yeah, we do this and it, and stuff pretty much works out. Um, and so she does. And I know that she's not a, like a named character or anything, but she does that and, and dies. And then, um, then they get to the Illuminati stuff, and I'm like, I'll bet it was this. And he said it was mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. Um, Black, Bolt, what's his name? Black Bolt does his thing. B- Black Bolt does yeah. and and it like implodes, and I'm like, oh that, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. That, that that scene and several others after that, I wouldn't yeah, take, it, I wouldn't take my 11 year old to go see. Yeah, there's a whole sequence of stuff like that, and I was like, I was like, you know what? That so so for me, I. I appreciated that stuff because it, to me, was a little bit of schadenfreude. Mm. Like, 
like which is you know crappy for me to say but i'm like i know there's somebody in that theater who was wetting themselves with glee that um um uh captain carter and and uh um uh, uh, Jim Halpert as Reed Richards showed up in this movie and then Sam Raimi just murders them all. Yeah. Like that's, that's entertaining to me in a way that suicide squad is entertaining. Yeah. And, and I know that that's not, you know, th- you know, that's me being kind of mean and whatever. And, but I like the idea of, you know, Marvel makes all these movies and they're a huge success. Other studios try to compete. It doesn't really work. And they're like, oh, we need to do something different, right? That's how competition works. That's why monopolies are bad. Um, And so you get even the same director, right? You get, um, um, shoot, uh, Guardians. um, Oh, uh, yeah. um. Why am I blanking on this (laughs) right now? the, The director you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, who who did Suicide Squad too, or the Suicide Squad? Um, the, it'll, the, it'll, the Suicide Squad. Right. It'll it, yeah, that naming convention thing is dumb. But that aside, I'm like, yes, James do Gunn something. James, James Gunn. Gunn, Gunn yes, yeah. I'm like, it's right there. Um, even the same director go. We're gonna do this, but we're gonna do it different because Marvel is already like dominating the market with their thing. We need to do something different because we can't catch up. We can't do what they're doing. They're already doing that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as as I read somewhere years ago, you can't try to recreate the Beatles. You just end up with the monkeys. Yeah. Um, not not that the monkeys weren't entertaining, but it's sure. a, a whole different. You know, like nobody nobody asks, you know, who is better between the Beatles and the monkeys? Like it's not even a question. Yeah. Um, and so they do something new. And then because they do something different, not new, something different um, and are successful at it, then, and I know the timeline doesn't really work for this narrative in my head, but then Marvel, then Disney says, we need to also do things new. Because otherwise you're just doing the same movie. You're making the same James Bond movie every other year Mm, for 50, 60 years, Um, which is fine if that's what you're doing, but um, Bond movies are episodic, like Marvel movies aren't. Just like you you said, um, you said earlier, right? But but I, they're they're somewhere in between. I get it. Like no, I mean they're I, I, they it, try to be self encapsulating, but still like have this overarching plot, which is its own whole like side thing. As far as the right, but I wouldn't say as far I wouldn't as the, say that Marvel movies are the same. I mean, that I kind of take point on that one when when. When people say, "Oh, it's a Marvel movie," oh, it's a Marvel movie. Like, have you, I'm, it's like one of those. Have you seen a Marvel movie more than like two? Because Guardians of the Galaxy is markedly different than Winter Soldier. Is markedly different than this movie here. Is markedly yeah, different than Ant Man. It's like it's more nuanced, and I'm not totally saying genre differences. You know, one's right? Well, that's what I said. One's a you know. That's what I said earlier with the genre switching. Like, I think the further they got into. I don't know. I don't know where the phase lines are, but the closer they got to Infinity War and Endgame, um, the the less of that they were doing because there was yeah, so I mean, much focus needed, on the big. They needed to streamline, like, yeah. to lead into it, right? Yeah, they had to. And then some of the sequels are not like significantly different from the first, 
right? Like there are a lot of differences between um, Guardians 1 and 2, but like the quippy sort of conflict between the main characters is not really that different. It's like... Oh, no, they're, they're, they they stuck to their genres with those films and that's what they're that's what they right, should do right. right and so i'm not saying i'm not i'm not fully defending and embracing that position that all superhero movies are the same what i'm saying is that if you don't if you stop innovating and trying new different things they become the same and then you're yes. just doing bond I movies i agree and that's um, why I, I wish that this one would have just gone further right i, I, yeah. I mean I, I i i well i take that back i i, I shouldn't say that because Again, that B that B movie type thing, a lot of people enjoy. Like that's there's a whole crowd of people who that's that's when they watch horror movies, they need that that camp. And this didn't really mm-hmm. have that's the thing. This didn't really have camp in it. It wasn't camp. That's what somebody said. Like, oh, you mean the, the, the like Sam Raimi camp? I'm like, not really. I I really I did equate this to Spider Man Two a lot. That it had a sincere story, and mm-hmm. it had characters stating lines that were sincere enough they were just it was just bad dialogue um and i and i go back to um uh, peter talking to um um his buddy which is uh, james franco uh eventually the green goblin's son uh like it's just such clunky dialogue that it feels like oh, i'm definitely watching a movie like this is a script that these actors are reading um and and that's what happened here so it wasn't camp it's just like i don't i don't know how that works because i'm not in the biz but it, it just it definitely feels like a, a cinematography thing or the way it's shot or maybe editing or some kind of a thing it's just that that's not so so it, but that's what some people like like they like that's the reason they like those spider-man movies is that they're they they wouldn't call them corny but they're b-movie stuff mixed with other things and then and and so that this this has that it's not for me so I don't want to call it bad, right? And I, I, I sure. keep trying to say that word, and I shouldn't say that word. Um, mm. it's, it's just it's just shot like a Sam Raimi horror movie. Like watch anything he's ever done, and all of his his dialogue and his scripts are very clunky, especially like Evil Dead and things like that. Um, sure. So and and that's that's this too. Like Doctor Strange, like just delivers some terrible lines, and Wong is even worse. You know that they they just are really really bad. I think Elizabeth Olsen does some good things, but she gets to lean into like the evilness, right? right. And then, and that's when Raimi is like, okay, with you, I'm doing all of the terrifying stuff, and that dude nails it. So Olsen had I think had a a less of a difficult job because she's got a director who's the best I think in, in biz right now to to direct her with those scenes. So let's go talk mm-hmm. about the movie itself. Um. I'm glad that it's cool, but different that Wanda, right off the bat, they make her the villain. I, I had predicted that, you know, for a while, but I had actually predicted that to be a big MCU thing, not just Doctor Strange thing. I thought they were going to make her right. the next Thanos. I still think she could. Uh, if you listen to Elizabeth Olsen's interviews, she firmly doesn't feel like Wanda is done. Um, mm. A lot of these people are like, you know, you talk to um robert downey jr you talk to chris evans you talk to people like like you know I was, they talk it's everything's in the past they're all past tense type stuff right you're like sure. oh my time at marvel was great and and my legacy and blah 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 uh elizabeth olsen doesn't speak like that not that she knows anything more but she speaks like this didn't feel to her like it's the end of the story 
the way she is approached doesn't feel like it's the end of Wanda. Um, even though, you know, we see a castle fall on her. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't feel like that was, you know, the, the end of this. Cause it did like, they didn't beat her. Right. They, they definitely didn't win. She just gave up in the end. Right. Uh, so do you know what, um, speaking of that mm-hmm. castle, I forget the name of it. The Wondergar. It's a, it's a marble thing. The dark hold thing. Uh, you know what that reminded me of? What's that? Uh, the entrance to a wow dungeon. Uh, <laughs> like black rock spire. Yes. I, I know talking about. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wondergore is a, is a, a location. That's one of the, one of those popular locations in Marvel for mystical things. Um, sure. so it was kind of, that, that was a callback for people who like in the know Easter egg thing. Um, right. I didn't use it much obviously in here. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I will. Okay. So let's, let's talk about, um, Two things. Uh, America Chavez, which is probably a, a big introduction. Uh, the Illuminati scene I'd like to talk about. Um, and I guess Wanda's journey in general. Uh, we'll start with, let's start with the Illuminati scene. Um, I, I appreciate your, your comments that you had said about the Illuminati scene, like why they did it and how it's different and how it, it felt to you. Things. I'm on the other end of that spectrum is that like, I absolutely did not like anything about that scene at all. Like the only thing I sure. liked was when Professor X came on the screen, uh, Danny Elfman was kind enough to play us the '90s X-Men theme in the background, <laughs> which I thought, oh, that's well done, man. Like, you know, sure, good, sure, good, good, good job. This is there, but that whole scene was so campy. It was so campy. Like they're all wearing the most audacious outfits that you would see from a '90s or '80s superhero movie. Like Reed Richards is a straight up in his blue outfit, this big stupid dorky four on it. Uh, Professor X is in this massive comic book <laughs> chair. Giant giant chair yeah, yeah and, you're, and you're and black bolt is wearing his straight up comic book thing with the tuning fork on the front i'm like yeah i get this is supposed to be multiverse thing but you are just like giving us you know any people who like po- pokes fun at comic book movies this is it right like this is the thing and then now you're going to just slaughter them in the most terrible ways i'm like okay <laughs> just that so that's one the counterpoint for for people like you were like this is great and i love that you're making fun of superhero things and finally we get to kill those nerds like i was the opposite was like stop we've been fighting for years to have good cinema and you're just taking us steps back um and 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 that felt terrible and then and then it kind of like was you know what it felt like it felt exactly like the big bang theory is what it felt like it's like somebody coming in and saying uh you know this is all nerd stuff but we're going to make fun of nerds at the same time and I'm like, right. I, I don't want to, you know, want to come here and make fun of Black Bolt. He's a badass character, and he's played by Anson Mount, which is a great actor. And he had the unfortunate chance to play Black Bolt in a terrible TV series, and they bring him back, and then they just waste him, and they and they waste, uh, you know, uh, Reed Richards, and then they waste. It's, it was just terrible, you know. Monica Rambeau w- w- fight was good. Captain Carter was okay, but then he just straight up slaughter her. And all of them. I'm like, okay, yeah, you just took our our hopes for a cool version of these characters and made fun of them. And so that's it. It was a big disappointment for me. Sure. Um, and and, and the whole scene looked campy, like it it was a set, right? Like they had a moat in between the chamber or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, that 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 just plays to my B movie thing. That whole scene was all B movie stuff. Um, okay. I wondered, so I, I, I don't think I said this yet, but the, I, I don't think that I, cause you said that and, 
at no point did that ever occur to me this this idea of b movie uh aesthetic and i think because in my mind that is that is how i think of horror like yeah sure, obviously yeah that's fair obviously there is horror that is not that is less b movie like b movie is a thing horror is a different thing i understand that b movie horror, but in my mind the overlap between horror and b movie is so much yeah that there there are only a few like obviously there are a bunch of other kinds of movies Mm. that are b movies that are you know cheaply made like it's a wonderful life is technically a b movie um you know it's a technical designation yeah i think you're, Um, you're on the right track here but like I think, and I don't know, maybe maybe this is me. Maybe I've been more kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know if fatigued is the word, um, on, on all the MCU stuff. So to see something so different from everything, you know, it's the, it's the thing you guys say when you're being hyperbolic. Like, oh, there's nothing, you know, everybody always says there's nothing, it's all the same until, did you see this one? And I'm like... One different one doesn't make the other ones not, you know, very similar. Like, no, they're not the same, but like one exception doesn't prove the rule or doesn't disprove the rule kind of kind of thing. And so this one, this one was so different. Um, It was, you know, like sitting in the theater watching those characters get wiped out, like was kind of difficult. Like I have no big affection for those characters. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. You know. Uh, you know, I like Captain Carter, obviously. Uh, um, Professor Xavier was a rough one. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, we're going to lose Patrick Stewart any day now, probably. <laughs> sure, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but, you know, he's he's up there. He, he, um, he could, they could have used him to actually shepherd in the X-Men. And then maybe, like, if he dies in real life, heaven forbid, at least we right. had him shepherding in the X-Men, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. And then you put Reed Richards in, who has no background laid for him at all, right? And he's just this character that comes in. And if you're, I mean, I guess you could be a passive superhero fan and and know who he is. But I mean, I know who he is. Yeah, I mean, there's and, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people really who intentionally did not watch any of those Fantastic, Fantastic Four movies, yeah. even the the mid range ones, uh, intentionally because they're superhero movies. But now are Marvel fans, right? Um, right? So you you get this guy that's just out of nowhere who's played by a well known actor, and mm-hmm. he's just so corny. And then even his like his super John stretchy power at times. I'm like, well, Reed Richards is going to be a t- good uh, difficult character to make good anyway but instead they just they lean into the camp again I'm like ah now he just gets you know twisted out and it's just I don't know it just felt like such the whole all of that felt like way so anyway I gotta move on for that because it really bugs me it just it feels okay. like such a disappointment for it, characters yeah, it, that it, could have been really it, good it didn't bother me and the more I think about it the less bothered I am but I think a lot of the reasons that I have for that are kind of mean so uh, yeah. we don't have to to, yeah. to dwell there either like i don't think i don't think the the cast the you know the cast list we still have for mcu is shallow enough that we need to like tap in the whole world of x-men movies now i mean um, that, that will and, happen at some point but 
Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, and so, I, so let's, and, go ahead. And I don't think this was the movie to do that, though. Um, all of that being I guess said, I was hoping it would be. It would have been like it, I was hoping this could have been like a major movie for the MCU. Right. But it really doesn't. In the end of it. In the end of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So mo- moving on to the other thing. The other topic was America Chavez. Um, I thought the actress did fine, but every one of her scenes was the B movie scenes. Like she, you know, except when she was like at the very end when she was Wanda, which was pretty cool. But her her acting was B movie dry. She was fine, but she was quoting lines. Um, mm. And to to somebody else who was standing next to her who was also quoting a line. Um, and and then Wong would she would say something and it was supposed to land and then Wong would say it and it wouldn't land quite right. And and I could tell that because this was an opening night Marvel MCU movie in a in a theater that was sold out and people were there hours early and I didn't get any of the typical Marvel stuff. There was no like big laughters, there was no big oohs or ahs. And things when jokes would say things, there was no one really laughing. Um mm. not, not to say that it wasn't funny, but it wasn't enough that people would laugh out loud, right? Sure, um, sure. Because they were just like, oh yeah, this is. Uh, he said a thing, and she said a thing, and then they. Said I a thing. think, I think we got laughs at one moment, and th- there were several things that made me laugh. But I think, I think I was all in on the absurdity of it. Yeah, and right, and and that's fair. The, that's totally fair. I, I'm being down on that, but that and that's, the, that's just the, my fault. The kind of well, and and I've said this in in some of our friends' reactions to Moon Knight. I'm like, I I think. They need to, like, in the wake of of Infinity War and Endgame, they need to dial back everything being interconnected. Like, it, mm-hmm. it it's a barrier to entry for new people. And I talked about this outside the spoiler section where you, like, you have to be welcoming to new people and everything being super connected with a bunch of homework is the opposite of that. Yeah, and, 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 again, and then we have the justices being, that I'm, only want to watch those, right? Right. And I'm, you know, I'm... I'm exaggerating on that a little bit no but no then to see that's a fair to point. see it in this and go yeah this is not this is not going to be required reading like all you really need to know is that they established the multiverse is real and which they, which they did in there. spider-man yeah that's true but like to a greater extent like you know more than more than just like it's confirming it and they can travel be- between and it's maybe not going to be a, you know, a world ending event. Like it still is pretty, is pretty high risky, but there's still, you know, another director can still bring back the, you know, similar or different versions of any of those characters from the Illuminati. Right. Um, it just is, is not going to be here. Yeah. Um, and and maybe, maybe that's my the ultimate thing at the end of the day was that, um, the movie was fine. It didn't have anything to do. Like, there's no ramifications of it. I, uh, to, to your point, actually, let's address your point first. Um, I agree. I think I think there needs to be a, some movies. Black Panther was an example of one that you can just hop in. And I know it's 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 integrated, but it's still it's a movie that can be seen by itself for for people coming in and can go forward. For to some extent, you could even do Captain Marvel, Ant Man, same kind of things. And you know, you watch these shows that come in. This is a this is a Doctor Strange movie, um, so I think this one isn't one that I mean. First off, it's Doctor Strange two, so you have homework anyway, 
any any movie that's a sequel, you got to watch. You can't watch Back to the Future two without watching Back to the Future one, right? Uh, I mean, so, you can, but I mean, you're going to be kind of sure. confused. Uh, so, so that's that's, that's the same thing I here. I, I think I you can't watch Doctor Strange movies without seeing Doctor Strange one and then seeing Infinity War and Endgame, right? So this one came with homework. So sure, it it fe- and it felt like this is the movie that needs to be like there needs to be a couple movies that are centered around moving that forward. I've always called them adventures movies, right? Where they come together and they're moving the MCU forward. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I think a lot of people felt like this one should be, especially cause Wanda was in it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't all, it's was very, it was a very standalone movie. Um, it was in the end, nothing changed, um, except the introduction of America Chavez, I think, which I don't know if she'll be used much more. Um, she could be on the champions maybe. Um, but I mean, you maybe get, you maybe get a little bit of, um, a little bit of lesson or whatever for Steven. Yeah. Steve, yeah. It's a, it's a Dr. Strange, yeah. which is, which is fair, which that part of it is fine. I mean, I think it's still a stopgap for Dr. Strange three. Like he just, what is he, what's the character growth on Dr. Strange? He, I can't even put my finger on it. Like in the end, he's, she says, don't be afraid. And that's it. Like he, I think the only character growth is that he lets Christine go. Maybe. Because he hmm. he tells her that he loves her, he'll love her in any universe, in any multiverse. Well, it's the I don't know, and it's hard not to it's hard not to mix this with the Doctor Strange What If episode, right? Which right, that one he, did a better job of like character. He character. keeps he keeps trying to go through, and and I thought there was there were going to be more references to that, but it's not. It's this weird the not the demon thing. It uh, is okay. I see now. Now I'm thinking about that. Like, yeah, that's the B movie stuff you're talking about when yeah. he's got like a cloak of flying demons and and stuff and i think Actually, for me i, I didn't that mind the, that because that, that was kind of cool i mean because that was more I horror was, stuff i was like we're just in this in this campy horror shtick and it's great yeah. um but it's similar right like the lesson he learns is similar to the lesson wanda learns although wanda's is a little bit different but um in one of the earlier scenes when when somebody's giving her you know trying to talk her down is that like you can't control everything and so some things that happened some things that happen are not your fault because you couldn't stop them you couldn't prevent them because you can't you can't control them and so that's part of part of Steven's thing is you know um yeah, she pushes uh, that a lot. She pushes the like, he has to have yeah. a scalpel, right? Um, right. And, and I could I can kind of see where at the end he lets America be like in charge, um, mm-hmm. instead of like taking the power for himself, and he lets her take it. So that that's right. character growth, I guess. Um, I guess I didn't necessarily get that from Doctor Strange. Like I didn't I. I and that maybe that's my failing. If I watch the like, I didn't get Doctor Strange as a guy that was a a control freak. I mean, I guess he is a control freak, um, but they they really highlighted it in this movie, and that that's kind of what they were like pushing the whole point of this movie was. And they're pushing like mm-hmm. that he wasn't happy, right? Right. Um, which is you know this I don't know this definitely feels like a mid piece. Um, they're they're sure. without a doubt going to have a Doctor Strange three. We see that in the very end extra credit thing. And, um, so this is maybe just his mid piece between 
you know, him getting his powers, becoming who he is as the Sorcerer Supreme, and then this mid one where he's he's just struggling with his old life before and his new life going forward. And then the third movie is like him being Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, fully, right? And with right. multiverses and demons and stuff like that. So th- this could just be a middle middle movie, which would be fine. And hopefully that third one they just lean super hard into horror because it was just so good. I just really liked the. You know, she she when she's chasing them and she's got oil slash blood on her face and mm-hmm. uh, Wanda just being evil when she sees the kids and she just looks evil and the way she acts in front of them. And um, there's another thing about B-movie stuff. Those kids are just straight up B-movie kids. They're not even tried to get good actors. These are right. the same ones on WandaVision, right? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. They're, they're they're basically T, uh, TV kid actors, you know, um, right. And they use them for the movies, which is like, ugh, you know, it, it fits with the rest of the cast. Um, so anyway, America, I will say, just close her out. Uh, she's cool. She's fine. I, I like her character in general. I like the idea that it's neat that she's like the only one, right? And all the multiverse and she, her punching power, punching holes in the multiverse was a cool effect. You know, how they, mm-hmm. how they did that. Uh, uh, and I, and I got to wrap this up with not bashing on everything I could feel like I've been doing. Um, I loved, I thought, like you said, the multiverse was introduced in Spider-Man, but really fleshed out well here. I think you get mm-hmm. a better idea of multiple multiverses. Um, unfortunately, I came up, I, I came off of uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, which was ten times even better. Um, oh, so, sure. So after watching that show, I got a really darn better concept of what a multiverse could be. Um, mm-hmm. And and this one has you know super cool effects and a bigger budget and so like that, so it could do a few more things. Um, but uh, it, it's not as you know novel as it once was um no and they're doing all of the they're you know at least in this movie following all the stuff from the comics right that like the naming them and or putting numbers on them and all yeah they, they they did that i liked that yeah they they did they, they, your version is 616 i always wondered if you're gonna start numbering things why would you call your number 814 or whatever why you just call it number one we're like right. on the flash they do that like when they discover the multiverse thing, they the Flash goes through them and he calls his Earth Prime or something. And one guy Earth says, Prime, yeah. we're Earth Prime. Why are you Earth Prime? You know, right. So, Mar- DC always used to do that. Marvel is a 616 thing. Um, yeah. But a- anyway, yeah, that, that was cool. Um, I actually liked Rachel McAdams in this. I thought she did. She did great for her role that she was in there. She was great mm-hmm. when she was at the wedding and being the Rachel we know. Um, and the way she handled that with Steven was re- that good, just good acting, be- better than the material she was given. And sure. um, uh, when she was the the doctor in the future, she acted that better than the material she was given. So um, surprisingly, good, good. Not that Rachel McAdams is bad, but she elevated it more than what she she had given. I was happy to see Jim Halpert as um, Reed Richards. Uh, yeah, I hope he gets it like the part more permanently that was the part uh that was the part of the movie where there were cheers in the the theater yeah Um, it's uh i mean that's cool i mean he he's a character he's an actor that everyone likes right mm -hmm. so you like to see and he he genuinely loves the marvel and we all know that and how he He, is like he seems to be he seems to be a more likable person in real life than uh later seasons Jim Halpert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Who is who is kind of a smug 
a hole a lot right. of times. So so um, you know it's nice to see him get like a, a role that that he would like, which is which is I always have found a little interesting is when you see a like an A list actor show up in these movies or like one they've accepted that these are not going away anytime Two, that they are a road to successful careers like every big name person in these marvel movies have made god's green earth money right and it, right. and our household names robert downey jr chris evans you can say these people had good careers before but not some of them had in careers there. before but you know, yeah, and, and yeah. thor made sure. um what's his chris hemsworth, hemsworth. you know yeah so so you know and, and even even um uh the guy with the patch um the eye patch uh Nick um, Fury, you know, Samuel yeah. L Jackson. Sam, Obviously Sam prolific Jackson. actor, but he mm-hmm. is known to so many of a generation now as Nick Fury and not all the million other things he did before that. Right. right. So so act, seeing new actors show up like we saw Charlie Charlie Theron and then the Stinger this time show up. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they she they right now they're all petitioning to get into Marvel movies. They're trying to get in. Right? So that they right. can have that success. Uh so Jim see, you see Jim Halpert get in there, it was kind of cool. Um why do you think of him as Reed Richards? I don't know. I think I think the Fantastic Four um, are a corny comic book that mm-hmm. has that I never really read a lot of, so I can't really say that. But um, every time I read them, it feels super super corny. Like they just don't get off the corniness. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope. And then when I watch the movies, they still kind of are part of that. I'm hoping that the MCU can do something like Marvel and Feige can make like they did Ant Man. Like Ant Man's like a such a goofy character, right? And yeah, well, a, a lot of them were right. They, That's part right. of Iron Man. Totally was part of what their their whole thing was. Instead of taking these well known, beloved characters and having to deal with the the weight of the legacy and all the expectations everybody has for those characters, like the the big three. DC heroes or yeah, or yeah. or Superman, uh, Superman, uh, Spider-Man, yeah, um, or any of that stuff. Yeah, they yeah. may take yeah, these we'll like see. B-listers and do it. And 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 I know people listening. Reed Richards is not a B-lister, but he is always. He, I mean, they dump his comic because he just doesn't. They don't make. They don't make sales. I'm sorry, guys. They just don't make sales. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you can have a, a a happy heart for them. That's fine, uh, but you're in the minority and accept that. And it's because of these things like this. And it's a lot of times it's those things that people love about a thing that make them a, an off-putting to the majority of people. Right. Sure. Uh, so um, anyway, I'm hoping that Marvel can do something with Reed Richards, Halpert, John Halpert, um, John Krasinski, John Krasinski. Uh, in this iteration, I, I would not like to see this, this Reed Richards. I like to see him, you know, something more cooler. Uh, Black Bolt has a potential to be good, but they, they kind of wasted the humans and it's fine. They don't need to do them. Um, and you know, right. I'm a big fan of Anson Mount. Uh, so sure. I saw his, I saw his chin in, in there, <laughs> uh, but so, so it was good to I see that. Him, but... Yeah. He, he, so they, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm, they did put out a one season of, uh, the inhumans and it was at the end of when shield was going off the air basically and all that kind of stuff. And it was CBS. Is that who did Shield? CBS. Um, um I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they they did uh, or ABC or something like that, and they they put out this one season of The Humans, and it's it's got awful. It's terrible. It's just a terrible dumpster fire. 
um, and Anson Mount was the lead in that one. And he's, oh. he's great. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he did every, he, he can't talk. He even said that, like, it's hard to do a movie where you can't talk or a show and right. be a lead in a show where you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did, he did fine, but he can't, he can't save a show from terrible dialogue and terrible shooting and terrible stuff. He mm-hmm. just kind of, his presence was, was as best he could do. Um, so it was good to see him get another chance at being this on the big screen in a, in a real treatment. But again, it felt, made me feel sad that they used him the way they did in a, in a murder scene for funds for kicks. Right. Um, and the ending. So the ending, if you don't know, when they give the stinger, the outro, uh, it's like, um, Charlie Theron shows up in a purple outfit, which again, felt very B movie. Um, like she's wearing pleather. And she's like, come with me. I think that's like one of his love interests in the comic books. I had to go ask a buddy of mine today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Doctor Strange. It's not like an MCU thing or anything that, that we need to know about. It's just simply a Doctor Strange character finally showing up. You know, that's it. Um, right on. And I guess he's got a third eye in the comic books too. So maybe that's another thing that makes them happy. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's... uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, I I want I want you to go watch it for the horror parts of it, and I think do you want to do do you want to do final thoughts? Sure. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on this one is it's uh like I said in the opening, it's good for horror. Uh, the parts with Elizabeth Olsen in it are great. It's not a spoiler, really. Um, I think she does great, and the material she's given is the best of of, of the the thing, and well done. Um. I forgot this to mention the, when we were talking about Little Rascals that her sisters were in that. I saw that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, but this is a movie that can be skipped unless you like Doctor Strange. I mean, and that's fine. That's also fine. If you're a Doctor Strange fan, this is probably like your staple Marvel movie. Uh, but if you're mm-hmm. like our, our buddy Justin, who wants like something big to happen with Marvel, I don't necessarily think that this is one that's going to do it for you. It's just like another Doctor Strange movie. Um and that's yeah, that's good. I I put this actually below, ranked below the first Doctor Strange. Not that the first Doctor Strange was good, but that's a hard thing to say because I actually really did enjoy the horror parts of this, and I think that hmm. I enjoyed it for the reasons you said. I think that it was because it was new and and a fresh take and something different. And I think that's mm-hmm. spot on how you'd said that. Um, and I just wish there was more of that, you know, even more. Put it in R. Just make it make it go all the way. Yeah, there are a lot of horror elements, but it's still PG-13, so, you know, I I mean, I don't have kids, but I wouldn't take, you know, a yeah. 10, 11-year-old uh to see this movie. Um yeah, I enjoyed is it the minimum but, there. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but as as Michael said, it's 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 horror with all of the sort of not all, but like I don't know if this was in or out of the spoilers, but I, I sort of agree with what you're saying where it's it's dipping its toe in horror camp. Yeah, and I, actually you however, said it better. You, want to say you said it better in the in the spoilers, the way you said it than I did. You said it's horror movie B movie. Like that's different than a B movie. Right. Right? Like a, a whole movie that's just like uh right. That when when you watch a horror movie, there's scary parts, there's you know, monster parts. And then there's the part when they talk and that's, mm-hmm. in, that's the part that's usually not great because the directors and writers don't know how to write that stuff. They know how to do the other things. 
Right, right. Right. Although although probably if you're one of those people who gets fatigued by uh uh Joss Whedon-esque um you know quippy I don't even know what other word to use than quippy uh back and forth dialogue in that's in a lot of uh Marvel movies, you'll probably like this one. Um If you if you're tired of that, you mean? Yeah. If you're uh, tired of that, yeah. Right. Although yeah. although those B movie scenes try really hard on those quippy things. They just fall flat all the way through. So that like the reason they're not there is not because they didn't try. They're just not good at it. They're, they're not Josh sure. or whatever it might be. Not to improper yeah. Emma, but, yeah. um, or, or, uh, they don't have a Paul Rudd, I guess. Right. 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 Maybe they, you know what, maybe if they put Ant-Man in there, they would have had that, but they, they don't need to, because like you said, it's for the people that, that, that aren't for that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, with with different cast, maybe that might have been different. Like, I don't I don't see Benedict Cumberbatch as having, you know, comedic timing, or really neither does um, Wong. Wong or Wanda, like none of them really. No. Um, um yeah. They, they really they, they really don't. Yeah. Maybe and, they should have gotten is, Simu Liu in Wong there. Wong was so great in the first one some, because with some oh, Shang Chi. Yeah. Like if they had gotten Simu Liu, maybe. Maybe there would have been. I'm saying his name wrong, but if they had gotten Shang Chi in there, maybe. Um, yeah, he 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 was great with that. You have know, some, have some Aquafina. Shang Chi uh, Shang Chi was in the formula, right? I I I call that in the formula. We were just talking about in the spoiler section about some Marvel movies are of the Marvel formula, and some aren't. But I I I would say Shang Chi's in the formula, right? Shang Chi is in. That. It's in the formula if you're not if you're not looking for what's different. It's. It's in the formula, but it's introducing a new kind of not new, an, an incredibly old, like, um, um, high level worldview in this sense of balance and duality, right? Oh, sure. It's okay. it's not the it's like people say Joss Whedon didn't write accurate, uh, not accurate, but quote unquote accurate Thor and Loki. Like he couldn't he couldn't figure out how to write Loki. As a chaotic tri- trickster, he ends up just being an evil fascist because right, yeah. Joss Whedon is so rooted in um, Western good and evil, like worldview or worldview is not the right word, but like no, I know, oh, yeah, um, um, ethos, um, yeah, and so yeah, I'd say that about Shang Chi, yeah. Uh, Okay, so, so we got, that's we got Thor: that. Love and Thunder coming up next, and that should be a whole different animal. And I think that's a James Gunn movie. And he yeah. is no, no, sorry, no, it's not. It's a uh, uh, Taika Waititi. Taika uh, Waititi, movie. who yeah, we, also, we you know, that's what the people the people I know who are a little a little hard on the MCU are big comic nerds. So it, you know, I I I put more weight in their opinions than you know somebody like our buddy Cogswell, who just has no interest in any of it. And they're like, yeah, you get, you you know, the, the, the gun and, and, and what TD stuff is, is good. It's the other stuff that's more, or, and, and they usually are, are, um, kinder to the earlier movies. They're like, it started good, but it's getting like the, the, the pace, the, the release pace has gotten so fast that it just like, and my, my quintessential bad example or example the bad one is is uh ant-man and wasp because it had the unfortunate position of being in between infinity war and endgame and just has a complete forgettable throwaway plot like except for 
a tiny like third of the movie that's about the quantum realm and his mother, her mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The whole actual story with Lawrence Fishburne is is just forgettable. Like it's or, or, or Ghost, yeah. the main antagonist. Like, yeah, yeah. Most people even forget that she's even in it. Right, right. right. Um, oh, yeah, okay. so, Thor, so Thor, Love and Thunder next, and we'll, we'll watch that one come out. There's, there's no, there, I don't think there's no uh, Disney Plus show or anything else coming out in that meantime. Coming, so. coming in between. Um, I've not finished Moon Knight, I don't think. I, I, I have not either. I, I need to watch them the I last think there's, one. I think I'm there's the one, one more I haven't seen. I did yeah. finish Picard, but you haven't, so uh, we'll talk about that next week. It's my bad. Strange New Worlds is finally out. Um, the only thing I'll say about that is that I loved the opening theme song because <laughs> it's, is it a, it's, it, it's the ship. Do you remember when is it we a long time about... getting from here to there? Is that the one? No, is no, it, it's no, not that. It's, it's, oh, it's none of that. <laughs> Do you remember when I went to Florida and I went to NASA and saw the shuttle and yes. Atlantis, um, and Atlantis and I said that the, the shuttles, NASA's shuttle program shuttles are what. A, a real spaceship looks like to mm-hmm. me yeah um like there are other things and those are cool but i'm like this is the this is the baseline this is the the right the normal one that's how i feel about the original enterprise with the with the straight cylindrical nacelles warp nacelles and the straight up pylons sticking up there like from the original series and that's what the ship looks like in the show because it's the same ship uh but it's of course new in in high def and it's like when um 2009 uh jj abrams movie came out and i got to see the ship again but like in glorious high def Mm. um and it's it's like that but it's less modified than than the one from from the abrams movies um it's just there's so much more detail you see all the all the panels on it like um like serenity except it's yeah. all the right shape and the you know the the little swirly glowy thing that the, the boussard scoop is what they're called but the red things at the front of the nacelles mm-hmm. um you know look right and all of that stuff the story i don't i don't really want to want to it it was fine it's it's a lot of setup it's a lot of like reminding us stuff that happened in discovery season two because that's mm-hmm. where these characters are coming from these main three um, yeah, and they probably they got to do that. I mean, they got to. Yeah, it. yeah. Especially if it's yeah, your first time watching that. a Star Trek show, you must sit down. Like, right, right. Um, the other Which, thing, I I did go to the theater last week and watch uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, you can tell me about that one. What, the, the Nick Cage was it thumbs movie. up, thumbs down, fun, campy. It was it was fun. It was campy. Okay. It's you know, it's Nick Cage. Every once in a while, he would sort of slip into a little Nick Cageism, where like randomly one or two words in his in his delivery are much louder than they should be um right like he does um pedro pascal is great um is there is there a lot of um how do i say this politely on the air is there a lot of like yes meaning what's the word uh being a sycophant to, to to nick cage um like i I don't like, I don't want to go hmm. see a movie that like, um, you know, this is Nick Cage and I'm not a Nick Cage fan, just uh, be fair to everybody. And, but people who hmm. are Nick Cage fans love everything he does. And like, it, it can't be worse. Like 
there's nothing he can do is bad. You worship the ground he walks on, right? Nick, Nick Cage. Okay. So, so was it one of those movies where like, you know, we're going to like just talk about how incredible Nick Cage is the whole movie or. Well, you see in the, you see in the trailer that um, Pedro Pascal's character, Javi is yeah. one of those people. Yeah. Right. But he's still, and, and he has his own like himself and there's a little bit of a spoiler, but he, has a version of himself from one of his early roles that he calls Nikki that will sometimes appear and, and argue with him. And it's, it's just, I don't, I don't think there's that like, yes, there are a lot of people and they recognize him and they're like, Oh, whatever. But they're also in some like central American country. So it's a little, it's a little bit different. And he still is like, you know, trying to get he's he's talking to his agent and trying to get work and and has money problems and he's separated from his wife and has his daughter who he's not um their relationship isn't great but he doesn't see it because he's so self-absorbed so i wouldn't say that it's very like pandering in that way um, yeah like i i think i think i'd love to see a self-deprecating nick cage movie like right there's like, where the, in the end you're like i i kind of I like Nick Cage now type thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, cause it's it's a there's a decent amount. I wouldn't say a ton, but there's a decent amount of self deprecation. Yeah, because because the guy is pretty freaky. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, but sure. but I, you know, I I definitely I will not go watch that in the theater. But I will. I think that that's one that I want to would recommend if we our movie nights come back that we we all watch that one. I think that would. I'll, be- I'll tell you one one last thing. I saw I saw the Nick Cage movie in Williamsburg on Tuesday when it was five dollar movie night, and <laughs> I went to a normal like Regal cinema in a mall to yeah. see uh to see Doctor Strange, and it had the normal seats right okay, where there's yeah. there's one armrest in between each. Yeah. Like yeah. this is what theaters were for my entire life, but for the yeah. last like year or two, I've started going places like Movie Tavern in Williamsburg where there are big like multiple armrests or the mm-hmm. the armrest mm-hmm. is wide enough for two people's elbows yeah. and the little table and all of that stuff. And I went and like I don't know, the ticket was like 12, 13 bucks. A bottle of water was six bucks. I was like, the beer at Movie Tavern is cheaper than this bottle of water. I didn't say that, but <laughs> yeah. um, it was so much more expensive for an inferior experience. I I, uh, I, I can so. understand that. We we uh, um, I, and I don't want to dog in that. We're we're still struggling here with. Granted, I've mentioned the, the oh yeah the movie sound thing. We're, we're we're struggling mm-hmm. with uh, staffing, like most of the world is, of course. And, of course. and so our our AMC is it had sold out shows. I mean, it was a Marvel premiere weekend. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, the theater was all like, there was lines of people and like three lines full, um, stretching back for the concession stand and people to get in. And mm-hmm. you know, they had people for advanced tickets. Like it was like a whole thing, like a, a real big normal thing, but the staff wasn't there. So you had, when we walked out, there was popcorn all over the floor. Like they hadn't cleaned at all. Right. Cause they just, right. the staffers just, it was, Poor high school kids are run ragged trying just to get the popcorn yeah, to yeah. people and sodas. Um, so I, it just, the theater looked terrible. Um, mm. And, and it looked, and there was like, you could tell like they hadn't cleaned the, the, the theater in between things. 
And you're right. and I all I kept thinking was like, oh man, this is how theaters die. Like you start to see that mm-hmm. when they become run down is when you're like you're walking in and the, your shoes make sticky sounds, right? Because they don't have enough yeah. staff to clean. And it's not their fault. It's not. I don't mean to be no on AMC here. It's just right. That, that that's that's unfortunate. And you know, you you to go to the movie theaters right now where we're you know trying to push this. Um, what why what is the experience of, of going to a movie theater and mm-hmm. I, obviously going to a movie theater with poor sound, sticky floors, popcorn everywhere, um, and you have to wait in line for for a long time just to get overpriced popcorn is not a reason to go back and watch the movies anymore. So, right. um, and that's it's just not something's always necessarily under control. It's just a, um, you know, it's a rough it's a rough thing. And you've got an experience where you know you're in crappy stadium seating with you know, expensive stuff and not getting that, that great theater experience either. So, yeah, I don't know what, how to fix that. Um, can't get people to work. They don't work. Uh, my fiance had said, you'd think high school kids would want to come and watch free movies, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, cool. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to be, Northman. I think I'm going to watch the Northman. The here Northman. In the yeah. That I might, I might try and see that. I am going to be back in Williamsburg. Um, next week, uh, on my way, uh, north into New England, um, I might see Northman. I definitely, though it doesn't open till Wednesday, so I might go, I might go two nights in a row because Tuesday oh. is so cheap. I might go Tuesday yeah, yeah, and yeah, see yeah. Northman and then Wednesday, um, is the pre-release of the new Downton Abbey movie. Oh yeah. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. They're doing a whole like special tea party thing on Saturday, but I didn't know about that and i probably wouldn't have scheduled my whole thing around it anyway but since i'm going to be in town and they're doing pre-release on wednesday i'm like i might go see it wednesday i, f- I feel i feel bad i don't feel bad but i feel like i missed out on something with that Abbey. like it's I, and i also feel now that it's too late to jump on the bandwagon type thing right mm. i mean i it feel that i think i might have said this before it feels like something that i would like you know just kind of because i I, enjoy, I started watching the crown and i didn't mm-hmm. get to watch it all, but I watched like the first season and I really loved it. And I thought that kind of stuff is really cool and fascinating. Um, but Downton I mean, the has... crown benefits from being real people, right? Yeah. yeah right. Um, so that, that, helps. yeah, which is neat too. Um, oh, before we give us our outro, can I ask? Yeah, we're running long here. So we can, uh, just, uh, wrap this up. and there's no right or wrong answer here. Did you, you see that, uh, avatar trailer at the beginning? Um, I did. I saw that Avatar trailer. Um, <laughs> that's that's how I feel too. So <laughs> I saw it's, it. It's Avatar stuff. Um, it reminded me of all the memes. Reminded me mm-hmm. of that. Um, um, oh, who's the guy uh, from Blade Runner twenty forty nine in the Notebook? I keep wanting to say Noah, but that's not no. Noah's the character from Notebook. Yeah. Um. Anyway, when he I don't know if this was SNL. Ryan but he Gosling. Did, Ryan Gosling when he's obsessed with uh, the papyrus font and mm, how yeah, James that Cameron yeah, yeah. used it for the logo. <laughs> I, yeah. I just thought of that when the logo came up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's that. I I, I, w- I will admit I I've never understood the fascination with that movie and why it's like the number one grossing movie of all time. It whatever whatever caused it to be that way, um, marketing or business people or or even James Cameron, whatever it was, it's, yeah, they it's did the, it successfully. The, Good the job. James on them, Cameron but. thing. It's like the marketing and it's so many of his movies are like, I always use the example of aliens, um, which is very different from alien, but 
mm-hmm. is generally the more popular one, or like Titanic. Despite Titanic's all the, another example. All the problems with that movie, like, just made so much money, and he like he, he does it. I I don't understand the, it, but nails the mass market appeal just perfectly. Yeah, he he clearly yeah. did, and and I thought Avatar was fine. I don't want to knock on that movie. It's it's a fine movie. Um, yeah, I watched it once that, and was like, "That's fine," good. and yeah, yeah, and then that's 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 what it was, and it was it was good. It was Dance with Wolves and with you know good CG and a decent the live story action and, Fern Gully, we called it. Yeah, right, right. So, um, uh, yeah, but but I, I I don't I don't understand you know it, and and now it's like obviously Disney got hold of it, so um, they bought it a long time ago, and are I don't say double down, they're quadrupling down on this thing. They or even more so, they made a huge world in one of their parks, right? And it's like Pandora is a huge section. They put okay. millions and millions of dollars just in that park uh, mm-hmm. for a movie that's like 10 years, 15 years, whatever, a long time old. And then they greenlit four movies to be shot at the same time. So they're banking hard on this thing. Wow. Um, and that doesn't necessarily give me the good feels it just feels yeah. a little forced you know it just it feels like was that movie really did you guys really watch that movie and think it was worth like investing a billion dollars into i i guess right. it is because it made a billion dollars or more you know but well yeah, it'll be it's okay so anyway, i just wanted to bring that up that that that's a that's a big thing that some people it got wows in my in in my theater and I didn't mm-hmm. understand that, but they were like, "Oh, yeah, so. yeah." There were there were some reactions, and I'm like, "What did, what did you people see in that movie that I didn't see?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's such a it's just a CGI movie, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Every everything, it's like what George Lucas wanted of the prequels. You know, it's like some people walking mm-hmm. on stage with everything CGI. So yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So mm-hmm. moving on. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, we're running long. So. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode uh, 245, 245. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. Check them out for reviews and all the things. If you want to reach out to us with your hot takes on uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you visit our website, frontporchpodcast.com, there are links and comment boxes show notes if we have them um you know relevant links things i don't think we have any of those this week i might i might find some youtube videos and and add to the add to the website there um if you enjoy the show please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice and while you're there if you leave us a positive review we always appreciate that it helps us out a lot thanks so much for listening until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.